As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Cindy Morgan, but you probably know me as Yorian Tron or Lacey Underall and Caddyshack. And you're listening to Mark Who Mark Who 42, we're just here being totally radical and talking the 80s, specifically 80s movies, because yeah, what's totally awesome than 80s movies? Hey, I'm your radical host, Eduardo M. Fryer, and with me is my bodacious babe of a wife, Trish Fryer, and we also got the totally radical and gnarly, Zan Kiros. yeah. So we're keep going with our time traveling back to talking totally cool pop culture of the decades. And hey, we're covering 80s movies. But why just 80s movies? Because there are just so many awesome movies. We're giving it its own show. So hey, we're going to start and we're going to start things off with totally awesome sci-fi. So Trish, what's your totally awesome first choice? Well, my first choice has to be Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. And it's not only my favorite movie of the 80s, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's, I mean, how how more epic can you get with this time travel adventure? And it's just so new. It was just so new for the time and just different and so well done. It's such a perfectly made movie. And, and quotable. Very quotable. You know, that is one of, I, I agree on, on you that it, it is arguably the greatest movie of the 80s. So much so that I barely watch it, just to keep it fresh. Wow. That's, I you take a different that, approach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, watched, I watched it way too much. I probably watched it at least 
a couple times a week when I was a Ooh, kid. Wow. Okay. And you know what? You you beat me. We, you beat me because <laughs> I well, don't we, think I owned a home copy. For well, like... we taped it off of HBO, I think. Ooh. And and yeah, we wore that tape out. It was mm-hmm. yeah, and it used to drive me crazy because you know it would say to be continued, and I would always yell at this. When is the next part coming? You know, I I saw it. I actually saw it in theaters, and they didn't have the to be continued. Really? It just yeah. I think when it first, I don't know if later theatrical showings did, but I know the first run it didn't have the to be continued. It just said the end. So Probably first time I saw it, first time I saw it at home. It was gonna be. Yeah. yeah first time I saw it at home, <laughs> and I saw the to be continued. You know, um, I forget who I watched it with, but we're looking at each other and we're like, wait, what? Wait, to be continued? What? Uh. Well, and it was like, I mean, it was, it came out, what, four years later? Isn't that when yeah. the second part came out? Yeah, 89. And, you know, when you're a kid, four years is forever. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And so, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and it was, yeah, I definitely. felt like that was way too long to go yeah. between movies. <laughs> okay, so what's uh, what's number two? Number two would have to be E.T. Oh, for me. Oh, uh, another another f- another iconic John Williams score. Yes, and that was the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. Oh wow! I was, I was three years old, and it emotionally wrecked me, and I cried oh, the whole yeah. way home. <laughs> yep. But I yep. still thought it was a great movie. Oh yeah, I've cried. I've cried at E.T. I I did not. Wow. Are you sure? E.T. See, like, I felt bad for uh, 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 for the alien, but at the same time, if, if there's an alien coming to Earth, they need to do exactly that. Oh! Ooh. Ooh, killing aliens when they come to Earth. Wow. I don't trust them. Oh, wow! <laughs> Ow! Damn. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could look at it this way. There there must be some kind of reason why, you know, we haven't had contact with other alien life, you know. Uh they probably look at everything that's go they're probably like uh they're probably like Chevy Chase and National Lampoon's vacation. You know, they just they swing by the neighborhood, they see what's going on and they go, Roll them up. <laughs> Roll them up. <laughs> uh, what's your number three, Trish? Uh number three is uh Empire Strikes Back. Oof, yes. Because, you know, yes. one of the most iconic films. Not to mention one of the most iconic twists in, like, sci-fi film yes. history. Makes me makes yes. me very glad we did not have the internet back in 1980, because can you just imagine the spoiler threads? That's lucky. OM- OMG! OMG! What a twist! Vader is Luke's father! I just wonder what it would have been like to be in the movie theater. You know, oh, and, and, and hear... Everybody's reaction I, to that. Unfortunately, I was too. I think I was too young, but I still remember yeah. it. Just the twist. I still remember being like. Well, if Mark was wow. here, I'm sure he'd be able to tell us because he's old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Oh. Man. I'm sure he's gonna love hearing that when he edits this together. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, Mark. And I'm sure, and I'm, I'm sure that. I'm sure that Mark would have been one of those that if the internet had existed back in 1980, he would have been responsible and not tried to spoil it for everybody. He would have just been like, you have to go see Empire! So. <laughs> I think he would spoil it for the people he hates, though. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Zion, what is your numero uno? 
Oh, uh, my numero uno. I I'd go with Terminator. Ooh, nice. Ooh, nice. That one. That one scared me. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Same here. It it was. It, it was a movie that scared the living hell out out of me when I was a kid. Mostly not because of the walking robot trying trying to kill you no matter what, but Skynet. At an early age, I completely understood. Wow, Skynet could actually happen. Oh, a- wow. a- AI might actually take over all of the nuclear arsenals and just let loose. And just that thought, I was like, mm, "That's actually kind of scary." Wow! Yes. Hey, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I agree. And it, and it fits that film too because the original is more of uh, of like a horror film rather than than an action film like his um so a sequel. Yeah. True. Yeah, very much. You know, very. I mean, take away the the robot. You know, the robot elements of it, and yeah, uh, the Terminator is like a serial killer. It's like a little you know horror thriller. Yeah. Uh, what's your numero? Uh, what's your number two? Number two is ironically a, a an action sequel to the horror um original Aliens. Oh, okay. And hey, another shot by James Cameron. Another shot by James Cameron, and and another tear at at my terrors when I was like eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, I that's this movie just uh, uh just speaks for itself. Yeah. You, you have stuff coming out of people's chests and this super hostile ten foot creature that's jet black with no eyes. That's the part that really worried me. It has no eyes. I I I can't look at it in his eye. But yeah, just the entire movie is just it, it is it's a testament to how the eighties kind of worked where where it, the sequels always somewhat ended up better than the originals or 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 at, or at the least always in the running with the originals yep yep not to mention aliens very quotable i mean come on how many times has everybody here said game over man game over <laughs> very true uh, the late great bill paxton we miss you buddy uh okay number three zion number three is star trek 2 Oh, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, no, that is a that is a good one. That is a good one. And for me, I think the like the true proper introduction for doing Trek uh in the movies. Cuz I mean, no 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 offense to the motion picture, but uh yeah, I <laughs> that was it was just very long. It is not for everyone. Got, got too no. cerebral whereas yeah, Wrath of Khan yeah, I mean, it still feels like Star Trek, but yeah, a little the, bit more action. My my father really loved Wrath of Khan, and he, he yep. used to watch it a lot. And it used to scare me so much, especially the part with putting the 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 things in their ears. Oh, yeah. It was gone. I will tell you this, that I used to um, be scared to go to sleep at night because I was afraid something like that was going to crawl into my ears. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. I slept, I would always make sure that I had the covers pulled up over my ears and I would sleep like that. And I did that forever. And even now I have a hard time sleeping without something over, over my ears. And that's all because of Star Trek. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Nicholas Meyer, we have to talk to you. Um... Yeah. Um, out of the movies that I've actually um, 
listed. That's the only one that I've seen in theaters. And it's weird to say, but seeing these movies in theaters is completely and utterly different than uh, than seeing them on on TV. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Definitely. Uh, Let's see. Well, uh, for me, I would have to say, you know, it's funny, Scion, that you bring up Star Trek Wrath of Khan because my first pick is Star Trek IV. The one with Uh, the whales. The one with the whales. Which I actually enjoy. Like I, I like I like both Wrath of Khan and Voyage Home. I find Voyage Home actually the better film in the sense that it's a little bit more approachable. Like you don't have to be a huge Trek fan to enjoy Voyage Home. Uh, and other than the fact that it picks up almost directly from where three left off, it it's very accessible. Like simple plot. They're going back in time to grab humpback whales to save the Earth of the future. You know, and, and the humor. You know, the humor's just spot on. Uh, you know, we got, we of course have the iconic comedy moment of Scotty with computer. Hello, computer. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's, you know, who can, who can, you know, that that's that's probably, I mean, not only is it a funny moment, I think it's one of the best Trek moments ever. Like, it's right up there. Like, top, top five. Um, number two, I'd have to go with They Live. It's, I mean, it's a little cheesy, but, cheesy. you know, if you want, you know, if you want to see, um, you know, if you want to see a film that encap, you know, that basically tries to encapsulate the 80s, this is it. I mean, the whole, you know, the fact that you have aliens taking over Earth, and it's not with flying saucers and ray guns, it's simply by appealing to, you know, just the greed in in mankind, and then just the whole thing with the glasses and just the subliminal messages of, consume you know obey uh you know at one point rowdy piper looks at uh money and it says you know this is your god you know it's just it's it's just it just encapsulates so perfect like it's just such a great parody not to mention the alleyway fight between rowdy piper and keith david is just wow that is it it's just something incredible uh so i mean definitely did a parody yeah, of it yeah, exactly see, <laughs> yeah, see, they did a shot for shot yeah see you're you're actually <laughs> see you're actually proving my point trish the fact that years later you know decade later or so you had south park actually doing a shot for shot remake you know come on i mean that that has to say something you know if somebody like remembers that and, and decides to pay homage to it um number three for my uh for my sci-fi uh sci-fi uh, Trish, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to bring this up. Uh-oh. Buckaroo Bonsai. Eh. Buckaroo Bonsai is my number three. What? I'm sorry. Zion, you say again? I've never heard of You've never, you've never heard of Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, never. wow. Okay. Um, this is, yeah, it was done I don't like, know whether to tell you you should go watch it or not. Maybe you, you should, because you should watch all it. Yeah, watch it, watch it, watch it. Pain. It is, it, it's like... <laughs> It's, you know, it's this great, um, it owes a lot to Doc Savage, you know, with the whole thing of the hero being, you know, a polygot with, like, different uh, disciplines, uh, you know, and having, like, a a team of sidekicks together. It's got, you know, it's got humor. Uh, Hey, it's got Jeff Goldblum before he became big. Uh, Mm. You know, it it actually, the the cast is kind of almost all-star because... You have Peter Weller of RoboCop fame. You've got Jeff Goldblum. You've got John Lithgow, uh, Christopher Lloyd. 
you know, there's even the deleted scene which had Jamie Lee Curtis. So definitely, yeah, definitely I would have to put uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, um, actually, Zion, I think you should watch it, and then I want to know what you think. Yeah, All right. There you go. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, find find it and watch it. Um, anybody, okay, anybody have a, um, anybody have a runner-up for uh, sci-fi? Can I have a, a I'm going to trade mine in for a dishonorable mention. Ooh. <laughs> um, okay, we're really supposed to be talking about what we like, but you know what? I'm curious. What's your dishonorable mention? Return of the Jedi. Oh. <laughs> oh, re- oh, really? <laughs> That's okay. right. You're not a fan Re- of that one. Really? Okay. Is it because of the Ewoks? Um, is okay. It's half because of the Ewoks and half because it 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 encapsulates what Star Wars became from Return of the Jedi to the prequels. It didn't want it. It tried to figure out did it want to be a, a sci-fi film or a toy brand. And that's kind of where it started with episode six. Because you have the, the, one of the greatest mo- scenes in Star Wars with Jabba's Palace. The entire thing is just perfect. Then you get the end door, and then you just hear like, okay, am I about to go to Toys R Us or what? <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Interesting take. Um, Trish, do you have a runner-up or a dishonorable mention? Nope. I don't, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I have a... That's yep. That's fine. Um, I think for me, runner-up, I'm gonna have to go with Transformers the movie. <laughs> yes. Yep. Transformers the movie. I mean, hell, it. You know, it's a. I mean, okay, yeah. The plot is, you know, not, not that. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. The plot's kind of simple, but the animation's great. Uh, you know, you have, you have. Um, Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron, which is awesome. You have the late great Orson Welles as Unicron, and just the fact that there's a ton of stuff in the film that still gets used in different iterations, like how many times Unicron has shown up. Uh, the fact that the Matrix is now a part of Transformers lore. So really, I mean, that's you know, come on, you know, can say you will about the film. Can I ask you how old were you when you watched it? First time out, yes. ten years old. Did you cry when Optimus died? Um, no, only because the commercials seemed to be the commercials for the film seemed to be like prepping me for it. I will say this: I was shocked at the beginning of the film when uh, the Decepticons attack the shuttle and kill Ironhide, Prowl, and uh, and those guys. Okay, you know, because I wasn't expecting that. It was like they prepped me for Optimus Prime dying. They did not prep me for everybody else. I'm like, what? See, like. What? I I saw the movie uh, around the same time. I, I I think I was twelve, and like yeah. when I saw it, it, I just literally sat there. I was like, finally, this all makes sense. The <laughs> the the the, the have all the cool things. They uh, uh, they have the combiners. They have all the other stuff. They should be slapping these guys in, into the face. Oh, and here they are, finally doing it. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um, wow. Okay. On that note, on that dramatic note, uh, we're going to switch categories now. We're going to go to drama. Grab your tissues because we're getting, uh, we're getting into drama. Trish, uh, what's your numero uno in drama? Um, my number one is Dirty Dancing. Ooh, nobody backs baby into a corner. Hey, okay. Wow. Good choice. Uh, Trish, what's your number two? Number two for me is The Breakfast Club. 
Ooh, another good one. Another yep. good one. And I, I, great, I tend, great cast and iconic music. Yeah, I tend to just, I tend to like the softer dramas. I'm not like a hard drama person. And um, I guess my third choice is maybe the hardest out of all of them, which, which would be Footloose. Ooh, <laughs> which okay. in itself yep. is not as, you know, not a very hard one. But I mean, I feel like Dirty Dancing, Breakfast Club, and Footloose all kind of fall into the same, you know, type of drama. They're all pretty much a softer, like, teenage angsty type drama. Yeah, and although, although at least Footloose kind of breaks it up a little bit with some dancing and music. Yeah, same with Dirty Dancing. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course, nobody backs Baby into a corner. No. Not but even yeah, the, Jerry Orbach. <laughs> yeah, 80s. 80s drama. Nice. Uh, Zion, what is your uh, what's your what's your first pick in drama? Uh, my first pick would be Full Metal Jacket. Ooh, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I, that, that's Arlie Emery as uh, as the gunnery sergeant, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Th- that is arguably, I think, my f- one of my favorite non movies ever. It, it simply because of the beginning, because the the, uh, the sergeant was a real sergeant. So yeah. he, so he was just there and said, "Just do your job," <laughs> and, 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 and he just did it. And I'm not like, yeah. "That's incredible." Oh yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Um, what's number two? Number two is Platoon. Ooh, another good one. Another good war. Another good war drama one. That one is funny because I well, it's not funny, but <laughs> <laughs> but I first saw that I, no the, the the second time I, I I saw that movie was in high school, and my history teacher said, "Okay, we are we are going to watch Platoon." And everyone was like, okay, whatever this movie is. And I'm just there sitting, oh my god, these guys are, have no idea what they're going to sit in and, and, and watch. Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay, and uh, what's number three? And number three is, is The Right Stuff. Ooh, that is a really good one, plus great soundtrack. Amazing soundtrack. One of the best. Bill Connie really can make a soundtrack. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Well, yeah, that movie is a. It, it, I love it, and I also hate it, and I really hate it at the same time because only because of the scene with Gus. There is a scene in the movie where uh, one of the astronauts blows uh, blows the hatch of the um, Mercury capsule, and he's blamed for it, but he didn't actually do it. So when you actually go look into the history, he actually did not blow the fuse. Okay. Yeah, and I I just don't like how how that movie just just picks and pokes at 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 at, at, at Gus saying that he blew the hatch. Because let's all be honest, if he did blow the hatch, he would have been cut from the from uh, he would have been cut from the astronaut corps, and that's it. But instead of that, they use him for another flight and put him on the first Apollo flight, which sadly he died on. But anyway, yeah, the right stuff. Yeah. Well, for me, uh, dramas, first off, I'd have to go with Wall Street. Uh, great performance by Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. And just like They Live is a great parody of the 80s, especially the, the greed and the materialism, Wall Street is perfect for showing, you know, showing that in a serious light. And I've even said, if you want like, the perfect representation of the devil in film, you go with Michael Douglas as Gordon Gecko. 
not because he has red skin and horns, but because of just how much of a tempter he is. You know, how much he's like, hey, do you want this good stuff? You know, do you like having the good stuff? I can get you the good stuff. You just have to listen to me. So, you know, just just perfect like that. Um, number two, I'm going to have to go with Good Morning Vietnam. Oh. Uh, great performance by Robin Williams. And because of that movie, I can never hear the song What a Wonderful World the same way ever again. Because <laughs> just the use of that in that film is just, it is crushing. It is, wow. It's just, holy cow. That, you know, that just, I can't. You know, I mean, wow, I just that that burns in the brain. Uh, number three, I would have to go with Dead Poets Society. Oh, Once again, goodness. another great performance by Robin Williams. Um, great performance by the young cast that's in there. And you even have some people that went on to bigger and better things because you have Ethan Hawke is in there. Uh, you know, it's and it's just such a great as someone who's who has uh done private school i mean not boarding school but private school i can feel you know i can feel what uh, a lot of the kids are going through and i will admit right here that film gave me my first ugly cry like just serious just waterfall tears and i don't want to ruin it but anybody who's seen it can probably guess why and not to mention hey powerful ending with oh captain my captain it's just, yeah, definitely. Um, and on, I mean, and unfortunately, on that note, you know, we have we have gotten to the moment where we're going to commercials, which, you know what, given the fact that we ended with drama, we definitely need a commercial break because I think I need need to grab the tissues, need to stop thinking about, uh, yeah, poor Robert Sean Leonard and Dead Poets Society. Like, I seriously need to stop because, wow. But yeah, good th good thing that when we get back from commercial, we're doing uh, action, adventure, and comedy because we need to lighten things up seriously. So yeah, wow. I'm gonna yeah. So we will be back here on Odyssey Radio, uh, Marku 42, 80s movies, action, comedy, and seriously, yeah. Oy, oy, oy. I need to pick me up right now. <laughs> We'll be back with more of Mark Who 42's universe here on Odyssey. When will your adventure begin? Join the Federation and become part of a mission to traverse to the skies. Bringing the unity of our work to places in need all over the world. The Federation has long been revered as an agent of protection for truth and for the betterment of humankind. That's why right now you can help the Federation more than ever before. With your donations, you can help our humanitarian missions and you can help our disaster response units. In a world where political discourse has left a void in our world's ability to help hurricane and other natural disaster victims, it's the role of the Federation to stand tall and make a difference. Shop the Federation Promenade and make your donation at trekfederation.com today. Why are camels by far America's most popular cigarette? Two of the reasons are flavor and mildness. No other cigarette has camels' rich, full flavor. And no other cigarette offers this proof of mildness. In a coast-to-coast -coast test of hundreds of people with normal throats, noted throat specialists reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. Try camels yourself. 
Then you'll know why Camel leads all other brands by billions of cigarettes per year. Marku 42 is now on Odyssey. Marku 42 is the award-winning Doctor Who radio show, but now we go beyond the Hooniverse. It's not just Doctor Who anymore, it's sci-fi in general. Well, okay, we also talk Doctor Who. We can't get rid of that. Consult the Odyssey website for the programming schedule at odysy1.com. Marku 42 on Odyssey. You are listening to Marku 42's Universe on Odyssey Radio. Welcome back to the NBC Sunday Night Movie. We now return to Romancing the Stone, starring Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, and Danny DeVito. I'm just kidding. It's Marku 42 here on Odyssey Radio. We've been talking 80s movies. We just went through sci-fi and drama. But you know what? Let's get to some happier stuff because, yeah, I'm still shell-shocked from drama. We're now going to go to action and adventure. And you know what, Trish? Uh, why don't you go first? Uh-huh. All right. Um, well, my first choice in action adventure, uh, I'm cheating. It's going to be three movies together, but they all encapsulate Indiana Jones. Okay. You know what? I will allow it. I think, you know what? I think in this case, the, uh, the cheaters allowed. Because, yeah, awesome movies. And once again, iconic John Williams score. I think John Williams is, you know, kind of like he, he is, Oof. you know, yeah, he's Mr. Soundtrack. He's Mr. Soundtrack. He's the reason that that all these movies are so good. I think it's that music. Oh yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, did, did he did he like officially retire after episode, Star Wars Episode Nine or yeah yeah ah oh, darn it. At least he darn made it, it through all the Star Wars movies though. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's in his 90s. He he deserves a break. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I will admit, you know, not not uh, being able to expect new John Williams music. That's that's tough. But yeah, the man deserves man deserves a rest. He's earned it. He has earned it in spades. Definitely. Yeah, Indiana Jones movies. I, I you know I love Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, Last Crusade. Temple of Doom is okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I still like it, but not as much as as the other two. It can be it's, a little too gruesome. I, it's I a little think. gruesome. Yeah. But, yeah. but hey, Last Crusade, we've got Sean Connery as Indy's dad. Yes. Like that's... almost, heck, I mean, I, I would you think it would be fair to say that in some in some cases, uh, Connery actually overshadows uh, Harrison Ford? Like he steals the scene? I think that's a fair assumption, yeah. Okay. So, sorry, Harrison. Sorry. But, I mean, this is Sean Connery. You, you understand, right? Hopefully. If he's listening, he understands. I don't want to P.O. Indiana Jones and Han Solo. <laughs> Probably grumbling right now. Uh, Sean Connery. Uh, uh, Sean Connery. Uh, Henry Sr. Uh, Junior. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> What's your second choice? My second choice is Die Hard. Ooh, good. And it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes, it is. No, I'm putting my foot down right now. It's a Christmas yes, it movie. I don't care. I don't care what Bruce Willis said. It's a Christmas movie. It's oh, it's such a good. It's a good movie. I didn't see it actually until I was adu- an adult, and uh, um, my brother made me watch it, and. It was just, it was so much better than I thought. Because <laughs> I, you know, 
Bruce Willis can rub me the wrong way sometimes, but you know, I mean, Alan Rickman is the as the bad guy. He's Ooh, so yeah. good. Well, you know? especially when he's impersonating when he's like impersonating a hostage. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Nash. I remember. Like something Nash or something like that. You know, something like that. But yeah, him trying to pretend he's all like you know cowardly and oh man oh well thank thank goodness you're here the part where they where he gets dropped off the building at the end uh-huh because you know you know that christmas is not official until hans gruber falls off nakatomi plaza <laughs> and when they filmed that scene they told alan rick when they were gonna go one two three and drop him and they dropped him on two instead of three <laughs> And so that look of shock on his face is it's real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. And he probably had some colorful language afterwards. <laughs> you were supposed to do it on three. <laughs> Speaking of which, what is number three? Uh, number three for me, um, I guess maybe this, you know, wouldn't be the top of a lot of people's lists, but it's such a iconic movie from my, my childhood. We used to watch it a lot. And that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Commando. You know, I will accept it. I will accept it. I, I will accept that. It's yeah, just... Great action, great action movie. It's so and, filled with action, and it's so funny to watch because... And we, we used to have a taped version of it that was a, off of TV, and so it was, like, edited oh, no. and dubbed and everything like that. That's the one I remember watching, because, like... <laughs> oh. it, it wasn't until way later that I saw the unedited version. And I actually prefer the edited version because it's just, <laughs> I just love it when they have the way they used to dub movies back in the eighties. It's just, it's so oh, funny. Yeah. But, um, and yeah, the, and just that one scene of where he's got the machine gun and he's firing the bullets. And, and when it switches between shots, the, the uh, bullets, the chain of bullets gets shorter and longer, shorter and longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's yeah. almost out of bullets and then the very next scene he's got a whole bunch more still there oh yeah not to mention i think we were weren't we watching it recently and we were trying to figure out if there was any way between uh you know between shots that he could have refilled and we're just yeah. like nope nope, nope. <laughs> I, I think i think maybe we found one we found like maybe one or two instances where it might be possible but he wasn't carrying extra bullets that's the other yeah, we'll see okay yeah and that's that's the other thing yeah 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 <laughs> i don't want to know where he was hiding them Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, because I don't want to know either. Uh, Zion, what is your number one? Uh, my number one, I have to put Predator. Ooh, Arnold again. And I actually tried to think about this because I wanted to put it in sci-fi, but for a good chunk of the movie, is there's not one lick of alien at all. That is true. No, that is true. That is true. I mean, the the predator doesn't show up until way into the film. So, really, yeah, you could call it an action adventure movie, like in addition to sci-fi. Yeah, that movie is is actually insane. Oh yeah, yeah. And not to mention, did you, and did you know that uh, before it was Kevin Peter Hall, the predator was going to be played by Jean Claude Van Damme. What really? Yeah. yeah. Guile. The, the original that that was the original idea, and then they went with Kevin Peter Hall, which. No offense to Jean-Claude, but I think they made the right choice. They absolutely did. Oh, yeah, because you needed that, that height, that, scent, that height. Interesting. I've also, I've also, heard, I also heard, you know, um, after, after this episode is done, i got to tell you, I also heard some stories about uh, 
the guy who played Billy, the Native mm-hmm. American. I've heard stories. I've oh, heard wow. some stories. Yeah. So yeah, but late later, definitely later, because I don't think we have the time for it. <laughs> right. But uh, what's your number two? Uh, my number two would be First Blood. Oh, and that would be that's that's the you're talking the first Rambo movie. Yes. Like the very first one. Yes. Wow. And you know that's another one that could be like you could also put in drama because I mean it's very the first the first First Blood movie you know has like it's a bit more dramatic than uh, than the other Rambo movies and I think what surprise what would surprise people is that it's less about you know Sylvester Stallone with machine guns and you know shooting people up than it is more about you know here's a veteran with PTSD right so what's your number three number three I would have to put, put it Top Gun yeah there you go nice I, definitely I really didn't know if this counted as action but if you have planes shooting at e- each other then it counts as action so you know what it can count yeah it can count it can count uh, Trish, I know you're not you're you're not a big Top Gun fan, are you? Nope, not really. Not well, of really? course, I didn't I didn't see it for the first time until you know, like five or six years ago. Okay, all right, no, that's and that's fine because I mean, there's there's a bunch of 80s stuff I didn't see until I was older, so you know, it it happens. Uh, well, that I stupid mean, volleyball even... scene is like so dumb. <laughs> Thank like, you. Wow. I mean, everyone. Always, I always used to hear her to hear about this volleyball scene, and oh, it's all so sexy. All these guys <laughs> in in shorts and no shirts, you know. And and I watch, and I'm just like, ew. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, do do you want to see me play volleyball? No. No. Not even me. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> I, I I should be glad you already said volleyball is not a sexy sport. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I could do another sport. You, Less you volleyball. Watch me playing another points. sport. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I I like your sentiment. They like they should try to make volleyball a sexy sport. I mean, you know, look at the Olympics. Look at the uniforms they make the, mm-hmm. the girls wear. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. But it's not. <laughs> well, it's not just the Olympics. It's not just the Olympics. Um. You know, excuse me for getting a little ahead of myself. Uh, it's also, I mean, hey, you have a you have a video game spinoff that's dedicated to volleyball as well. So yeah, uh, Dead or Alive, Extreme Beach Volleyball. But we'll we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one another day. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, they there have been multiple attempts. Um, wow. Oh geez, I would say uh, for me, as far as like action adventure. Um, romancing the stone. I mean, we brought up we brought up Indiana Jones. I definitely want to bring up uh, romancing the stone. Not quite, not quite as, uh, not quite as uh, polished as Indiana Jones, but still, Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas, uh, great pair, and hey, great comedy by Danny DeVito. Um, the other one I would have to put uh, Remo Williams. The adventure begins. Another piece of 80s cheese, but fun 80s cheese, especially seeing Wilford Brimley, of all people, as head of a, uh, you know, black ops CIA type organization. Uh, it might be a difficult watch today because we have um, one of the main characters is supposed to be a martial arts master. Uh, 
played by Joel Gray from Cabaret. So might not go down as easy today as it you, you know as it would uh, back in the day. But um, but it is a source of like unintentional comedy, you know, especially because seeing Joel Gray uh, pretending to be Korean. Yeah, so it might be one of those things where it's funny in sort of a wrong kind of way. Uh, the other one I'd have to say is uh, Streets of Fire. It's it's another piece of 80s cheese, but it's fun 80s cheese, especially because you have the villain is a young Willem Dafoe. Uh, you also have a very young Diane Lane as like the, uh, the damsel in distress. And her manager, because she's a singer, is played by Rick Moranis. And it's Rick Moranis as a jerk, as just mm-hmm. this total jerk that you just do not like you know you're you do not want to be a fan of so i mean definitely definitely worth a uh, a watch at least for some fun cheese um and speaking of you know fun i think you know what i know that we usually are doing you know oh let's get to uh honorable mentions but i think you know what let's get to comedy because there's a bunch of great picks in uh, in that so uh trish what is your first for comedy? Let's see here. My list is extensive. But for me, my one of my favorite comedies of the 80s is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent! Yes. Hey, perfect. You know what? You got us started with Back to the Future. You brought us back to time travel with Bill and Ted. That is awesome. That is awesome. Just, we, got, we got an air guitar for this. It's just one of those movies that I can watch and rewatch, and I don't get tired of it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the the new one that's coming out. What's it called? Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music. Face the Music. Bill and Ted's yes. Face the Music. Yeah. Because I'm hoping for it to just be a very nice, nostalgic. You know, I want that same feeling that I got with the first movie. Not that Here's big a hoping. fan of not that big a fan of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I like it. Excellent adventure, better, but yeah, I just yeah that one that I think bogus journey we could cover in the nineties. Yes, <laughs> that came out like ninety one or so. Um, Is this still a movie that your... I need to look at? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think just go we're into to... it looking for just a cheesy comedy that don't take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and we need yeah we'll we're. We're. I'm gonna have to compile a list of stuff you haven't seen, Zion, and we're gonna have to sit you down. We're gonna have to like somehow get to uh, to Florida and give you like a marathon. Uh, what is your number two? Number two is um, Spaceballs. Yes. Yes. Because Mel Brooks. Yep, Mel Brooks and Rick Moranis again. Yes. Once again, we got Rick Moranis. So, but, um, Spaceballs, you know, I mean, if you grew up loving Star Wars and you have a sense of humor, then you're going to love Spaceballs. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Star Wars and a sense of humor? What? <laughs> well, I, I I'd heard that some people weren't happy with it because they didn't like the liberties that they took with it, you know, kind of destroying mm. Star Wars. But come on. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Come on. Definitely worth a come on. Yeah. 
Oh, geez. What is... And that one's highly quotable, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I definitely, mean, definitely. Yeah. How many, how many times... Well, how many times have we driven in the snow and we're like, ludicrous speed! Go! <laughs> Turn on the, on the high beams, yeah. Yep, yep, there you go. You know, a couple of times that I've gotten up in the morning, it's like, I'm fine. How are you? Yep. Smoke <laughs> if you got them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what's your number three? Um, number three for me is the Blues Brothers. Yes! I mean, that yes. came out. That just barely made it into the 80s. Ooh. But, yep. uh, I love that movie. I, the, I mean, the humor and the music. The music is so good. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, and oh, I mean, it's based off characters from, from Saturday Night Live. And, you know, I mean, it's just one of the few movies that came from Saturday Night Live that actually really worked. Oh, you know? definitely, and, definitely. But yeah, it's definitely the music. Zion, you've got work to do. What's your, what's your number one? Well... I first need to say that I don't really watch much comedies. So my list only has two on there. But, uh, okay, the first one is American Psycho. And now, look, that's a comedy. American Psycho is a comedy. Huh. It is entirely satire. Okay. All right. All right. I'm working with you there. Okay. All right. I think in that movie, it's meant to be taken seriously. Like, if you go into the into the deep depths of what that movie actually is, it's actually a comedy. But it, 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 it's not sold as a comedy. I'm following you. You know, not to mention that... Uh, um, I will say this, though. Uh, while it takes place in the 80s, it actually came out in 2000. But Oh, it did? But, okay. Yeah, but you know what? But I'll allow it. I'll allow it, since it is a, a scathing look at 80s culture. And the second one is, is Airplane. Yes! Thank you. Yes! It's a good second yes. choice. One of the mother of all parody films. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, man. I am, I am so glad somebody brought that up. Wow. That is a good one. That is definitely a good one. Um, also highly quotable. Oh, yeah. Def, def, and you know what? I'm, I'm very I'm serious. Surely you must be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> and I picked a bad week to quit sniffing glue. Oh jeez! But yeah, you sh- you sure you don't have a third one? I am positive. I do not. I Ooh. if if I had watched Beetlejuice, I uh, I would say so, but I haven't. Okay, so you know, what? Uh, Trish, we gotta add Beetlejuice to the list. For me, first one, Cannonball Run. Uh, my dad loves cars. Um, I'm probably not as big a car nut as he is, but. Part of that is the reason I love this film. It's got a lot of awesome cars. All-star cast, because we've got Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Roger Moore making fun of himself. Uh, We have have, um, Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin in a Ferrari. Uh, We got two really good-looking ladies in a Lamborghini Countach. But uh, it's just... And we got Jamie Farr. Although, Jamie Farr's performance, he plays a character called The Sheik. Um, might not be uh, as PC nowadays as uh, you know as some uh, as some may take it, but still, you know, just hilarious film, great cars, and I love the theme song, and it's just perfect, like perfect for um, 
you know, for, for a movie like this. For my second choice, I'm going to go with Trading Places. Uh, we talked about Blues Brothers, you know, how it's a great, um, you know, it's a great SNL comedy, great music. Uh, Trading Places, this is Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, a great duo. Um, Zion, is this one you've seen or is this another one you haven't? Add it to the list. Okay, got to add it to the list, but it's an awesome movie. Great performance by Eddie Murphy, great performance by Dan Aykroyd. It has a young Jamie Lee Curtis, but yeah, very quotable. Um, kind of like Jamie Farr as the Sheik in Cannonball Run, there may be a couple of scenes that nowadays might not play very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, particularly there's a scene in the beginning with uh, Eddie Murphy that, in light of recent events, might not play very well. But it's still a very funny movie, and I do recommend it. Uh, the funny part is, did you ever see Coming to America? Yes. There is a scene in Coming to America that ties into Trading Places. Really? Huh. I won't I won't tell you what it is, but chances are, chances are once you start Trading Places, you'll be able to figure it out. But Ooh. I remember when I saw Coming to America and I saw that particular scene, I'm like I'm like, "Whoa, they actually did that." Connected <laughs> to Trading Places. That is awesome. So Definitely, like definitely, that's definitely put on your list. Um, my third, my third for comedy, I would have to put Dragnet. Um, that one is, you know, that one. It's Dan Aykroyd, Tom Hanks, and while it's an adaptation of, you know, the classic series, you know, the classic dun dun dun, dun it yes. is played for laughs and. For me, it just, like, for me, it works. You know, it's one of those things where it's an affectionate parody, and they do they do some homages to the classic series, like, um, you know, the, uh, the original, um, you know, one of the original actors, Harry Morgan, you know, he's in it as, you know, the captain, and they just do, you know, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character is supposed to be the latest in the Friday family to be, you know, to be a cop. And it just has a lot of funny stuff, you know, a lot of funny stuff. I, I love it. Um, there's a running joke with, um, you know, there's a running joke with the fact that the lead female is named the Virgin Connie Swale. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's just great. Uh, so you got Dragnet. Definitely. Yeah. Those are my choices. Uh, definitely Zion. We got to add them to the list. You got to see them. We got we to educate you 80s-wise. But you know what? Uh, we do have some time. So you know what? Uh, do you have any honorable mentions in either comedy or uh, action-adventure? I have one because you brought it up. Coming to America. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, yeah, that, that is hilarious. Um, oh, man. I still... But I think, I think probably the funniest thing for me is Samuel Jackson's cameo as the the guy who tries to rob the um who tries to rob the uh the the fast food the fast yeah. food um that is just yeah i think probably one of the things that makes it so funny other than the fact that it's Samuel Jackson is this is probably the only time that Samuel Jackson will get his butt kicked yes i don't think you could i do not think Wait. you could get away with that in a movie nowadays 
everybody would just not believe it. Outside of episode three, yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on the other hand, it's like, yeah, episode three, um, it kind of had to happen because, I mean, you couldn't, Very you couldn't true. have Mace Window Lee live and then be like, well, where was he during everything? <laughs> true. Um, yeah, for me, uh, comedy, oh, wow, there's just a ton. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Ooh, because yes. yeah, that. I mean, okay, you could also kind of put it under action, um, under fantasy, but it is just—it's such a great movie. And for me, um, for me, like the whole—you know—for me that I love team ups and crossovers, this was just a dream come true. It's still a dream come true. Um, I think to this day, I haven't been able to pin to like pin down every character that appears. Wow, really? Like I've seen I've seen lists that say this character appears and that character appears, and then I try to find it, and I'm like, I don't know, I can't find it. <laughs> like I feel I I feel like I've actually like um, you know, I failed in my geekdom by not being able to get it. Um, of course, now you know it's I feel like I may maybe one day I'll finally get it, but I'll be like eighty something, and then that's when I die. You know, I'll just be like <laughs> I'll just be like I found them all. And then that's it. <laughs> it's like my time on Earth is done. Um, <laughs> another great comedy. We have to mention this: The Princess Bride. Yes. Oh, just so that's so good. I, I forgot about. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm, I. I. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the fact that the fact that it was. I mean, if if we had the time and we did top five, it would have been on my top five list. I'm sure it would have been on Trish's top five list. Oh, geez. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. That's another one. And I got to give a shout out to Josh Gad for his Reunited Apart uh, videos. The Ferris Bueller reunion was so good. And you know what? I also, he almost made me cry with that John Hughes tribute. Like, he almost made me cry. Okay, this is a bit of a cheat, but got to do the Police Academy movies. I've never seen those. Oh, okay. We got to put it on the list. On the list. If if anything, just for some of the performances alone, especially Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow is Jones. Definitely. The Naked Gun movies. I mean, Ooh. if you loved Airplane, Naked Gun, you know, same people. And heck, it's even uh, Leslie Nielsen. So, wow. Just, you know, definitely. Um... I think, and the last one, last but not least, because wow, we are running out of time. Got to give a shout out to UHF. UHF, uh, my man Weird Al. You know that is uh, that is just such a great. That's I think it's underappreciated. You know I know that when it came out, uh, it did not get the love, uh, but it's one of those things that's become a cult classic and deservedly so. Right. I mean, and and by the way. For anybody who's a fan of Mystery Science Theater, a little bit of trivia. Joel Hodgson, the original human himself, was supposed to be in that movie. He was supposed to have the uh, the part of the uh, the scientist. But uh, but yeah, I I can't remember what happened. But yeah, it just he ended up not uh, not getting it, which which is a part of it's unfortunate. But still, that's one of those that's also really quotable. Uh, <laughs> some of the humor might be a little wrong nowadays, like, uh, you know, 
today we're teaching poodles how to fly. You know, <laughs> might be a little wrong, but uh, but still still definitely just such a great comedy. I mean, wow. I honestly, I got to say about this episode, it is a tough one to do because there's just so many and we've probably forgotten to put stuff in there. So, wow. It's just, it's just, but Hey, you know what? Um, we're out of time, which is unfortunate because I kind of wish this was like a two hour show so we could throw everything in there. But for anything we didn't throw in, uh, you know what? Apologize to the fans and people who made it. We just don't have the time. We do not okay. have the time. Yep. Join us, but join us for next week because we're going into we're go, you know, I'm doing my best Casey Kasem because we're gonna go into music and TV. So hey, from all of us here at Marku 42 on Odyssey Radio, thanks for listening and join us next time. Q42's Universe is presented by Mark Baumgarten, Patricia Fryer, Eduardo M. Fryer, Iggy Matthews, and Zion Kiros. Mark Q42's Universe is edited, directed, and produced by Mark Baumgarten. Theme music by Thursday 2000. Mark Q42's Universe, copyright. 2020. You are now entering Odyssey Station. Please remain seated until docking is complete. Odyssey, dare to wonder. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.